Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope Friends. Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast this season of Lent as we go through the Gospel of Mark together. And our reading for today is from uh, Mark chapter 6, verses uh, uh, 7 through 29 which at first glance, um, and maybe second and third glance as well, seems to be a reading that you could really break down into two separate and uh, completely unrelated stories. Uh, On the one hand, first you have verses 7 to 13, which talks about how Jesus sent uh, his 12 disciples out two by two uh, to continue to do uh, his ministry, the things that he'd been doing, that they've been watching him do, heal the sick, cast out demons, preach the kingdom. Uh, he sends them out to do that very thing themselves. Uh, you could say up to this point that the disciples have been interning with Jesus, watching him work, and now he sends them out on their practicum. And the text says that he gave them authority over unclean spirits. So so he, he, he delegates his authority to these 12 disciples to heal the sick, cast out demons, preach the kingdom, which they do. So Jesus essentially multiplies his ministry at this point, and as a result, uh, the Jesus movement in Palestine really begins to pick up steam, uh, really starts to create some waves, become more well-known, so much so uh, that as we move into the second part of our reading uh, for today, uh, King Herod himself hears about Jesus and what's happening. And so now there's all this kind of conversation about who is Jesus and where does his power come from. But King Herod concludes, this must be, Jesus must be John the Baptist, who I beheaded, who has been raised from the dead. Now, this is the first time Mark has even mentioned that John the Baptist was beheaded. And so this is really kind of sets the stage for Mark to be able to tell that story, which he does. And so he shares about how King Herod had John the Baptist arrested because he had been calling him and his new wife Herodias out for the sin of adultery. Uh, they're living in sin. Uh, Herod had stolen his brother's wife. And uh, and so uh, I'm sure King Herod did not like being uh, called out for that sin, but his new wife Herodias really doesn't like it. And so uh, at her urging, um, he has John the Baptist thrown in a dungeon. Uh, King Herod does not want John the Baptist killed, um, executed. Herodias does, and so she finds her opportunity to make that happen. They're having a dinner party. All these important people are there. Kind of the power structure of 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 the day are around uh, people that uh, King Herod really uh, wanted to impress, and and uh, and and so his wife Herodias has her daughter, King Herod's stepdaughter, do a dance. And you can imagine King Herod probably after a few too many drinks of wine says he's so impressed by the dance that he says to her, I'll give you anything you want up to half the kingdom, ask for anything. And at her mother's urging, she says, give me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the text says then that the king, King Herod was exceedingly sorry. He did not want to kill John the Baptist. Uh, But because of his dinner guests, the text says, and he made these oaths and Basically, he did not want to lose face with his dinner guests, the power, these important people. Uh, he caved. And as a result, he gave the order for John the Baptist to be executed. Now, what do these two stories have to do with one another? How do they relate to each other? 
Well, I'm not sure that Mark had anything in mind here other than needing to find a place to tell the story of John the Baptist uh, being beheaded. But I wonder if the Holy Spirit did, uh, because really what jumps out for me is there seems to be a contrast between uh, two different types of power and authority. On the one hand, you have the power and the authority of the world, really as exemplified by King Herod and his court. Uh, you know, King Herod really does personify the world's kind of power and authority. Uh, for Though he didn't rule the biggest kingdom in the world, you know, his dad, the first King Herod, the one who killed all those babies uh, when Jesus was born, he had actually rubbed shoulders with Caesar Augustus himself, knew the guy. He was a political supporter of Caesar Augustus, the greatest emperor to ever live up to that point, maybe ever since. And really because of that political support, that's how he got to be even assigned to be essentially the puppet king of Palestine and passed that on to his kids. And so the whole Herodian dynasty of which the King Herod that we read about in this story um, is, is, is from, uh, he really does exemplify the world's kind of power uh, just flowing out of that, the greatest power structure in Rome. And, and how is that world's kind of power presented? In what light? He caves to a bunch of dinner guests. He's afraid of it being embarrassed, of losing face in front of. I mean, it's just pathetic how the world's kind of power and authority structure is presented. It's a kind of a power and authority that wants to elevate yourself and to, look, and to put yourself over others. Contrast that uh, with the power and authority of Jesus, the real true power and authority of the universe, which I think is really, uh, even in the stories leading up to the, our reading for today, it's been all about the power and authority of Jesus, uh, the power and authority of Jesus over nature as he calms the storm, power and authority of Jesus over the demonic as he casts demons into the swine, power and authority of Jesus over sickness as he heals that poor woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, power and authority of Jesus uh, over death itself as he raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. And what does he, Jesus do with that power and authority? He delegates it. He gives it to who? To a bunch of peasants, a bunch of nobodies. I mean, uh, these disciples, in the eyes of those dinner guests at Herod's party, that would be considered just peasants, nobodies. They get the greatest power and authority in the universe is delegated to them, real power and authority. And what are they told to do with that power and authority? They're told to serve. To, 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 to heal the sick, to, to set people free, casting out demons. And, and who are those who got healed and who got delivered? It's those who knew they were sick, who knew they, they needed a physician, they needed help, they were the broken. That's who gets the kingdom. And that's who Jesus sends them out to use that power and authority to serve. You know, it's a theme we're going to see throughout the Gospel of Mark. We're going to see later the disciples get a little full of themselves arguing which of them is the greatest because they, they've been given this power and authority. But again, they are seeing it through the world's lens. And, uh, and so Jesus is going to have to scold them and say, uh, you know, that's the world's kind of authority. The world lords it over uh, each other, but I've called you to serve. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so personally, as we just kind of look at this text, uh, maybe through the eyes of Lent, I'm convicted because I'm like Herod a lot. I, I care about what other people think, and I so easily, I don't, I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I, I want to elevate myself. I want to look good in the eyes of others. We can even do this in ministry, in the church. Uh, even we, can, we can even serve and exercise the authority that God's delegated to us as people of, 
of faith uh, to do so in ways that will make us look good in the eyes of others rather than truly to come, to come in humility and brokenness and truly just to serve uh, others. And so uh, I would just invite you to pray uh, with me around this and, uh, and let's invite the Holy Spirit to do that work of conviction in us and particularly in the season of Lent that we would allow the Holy Spirit to do that heart surgery in each of us. Uh, Lord Jesus, you have all power and authority in the universe and you've delegated that power and authority to us, but we ask that you would completely set us free from the world's kind of power and authority and the temptation to want to elevate ourselves over each other and make ourselves look good in the eyes of each other and give us grace to to truly be uh, your servants to be to be mentored by you to 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 be interns and then as you send us out into our practicum that we would exemplify you and not King Herod. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 